May 13, 2023. It's the Waffle Pedro Show.
heard you talk to Mark so recently. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, you know, with Howard, right? Uh, Howard I mean, Wolfen, he was connected with, and he was doing Spiel for this VS album. Right. Well, we can speak about it when we talk, but I, I actually did a gig with him, with Lee Ronaldo. I got uh, a piece of that. I found it. We're going to hear at the end of the show. Actually, we're right. underway right now. Right. Okay, then. Not, not to freak you out or anything, but uh, we start with John Coltrane doing, uh, fuck, I forgot to print out the set. Laresto. Uh, uh, yeah, this is a, a trippy tune. It's got Kenny Burrell doing kind of a Charlie Christian. Well, everybody doing guitar does Charlie, Charlie Christian. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm reading a biography on him now, you know, and... Uh, what what a cat! What a cat! Only a couple years, only a couple years. TB tuberculosis. They didn't have a vaccine yet. Uh, tuberculosis killed more people than anything else. Right. It's, it was a cancer of this day, you know. Yeah, twenty five years old. A couple years with Betty Goodman. That was it. But he did a lot of time, you know, learning off Bob Wills and that kind of stuff in Oklahoma City. Okay, uh, I should tell the people. Yeah, Larissa John Coltrane with Kenny Burrell, and then. Gareth Sager, people you could tell I ain't in man alone mode because those uh, Estonian <laughs> software engineers in their Skype invent. I got Gareth Sager all the way from London. Welcome aboard yet again with a bitch of new uh, album. Love it, love it. And uh, we got to explain why it ain't Hungry Ghosts, even though it's the same cats playing with you. <laughs> when did you well, do the record? When did you do it? Um, well, it started probably just before COVID um, and uh, got all the basic tracks down and um, with the same guys, the Hungry Ghosts, uh, Ian Holford and Dan Connolly. Um, and I uh, basically somehow got back into the studio every now and then just before COVID. And then every now and then when there was breaks in COVID, I would go into the studio because I don't home record. I've never learned how to use Pro Tools or any of these things. Because Garage I think band. if I was to learn how to do it, I'd probably make one track a, a year because I just do so many overdubs and I would lose discretion. And I think I need an engineer to you bounce know, off. I was reading that was the problem with uh, Steve Marriott. He got this home studio thing going. And and uh, kind of uh, Chaz Chandler said the same thing about Jimmy when there was too many creative options in front of him. It's like what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'd be useless in that stage. I mean, I've also sort of got some crazy sort of brain that can't put any attention to anything. So actually learning how to use Pro Tools would be a problem for me in the first place. But... <laughs> You know, every uh, but, Mac yeah. comes with a garage band, so you can start learning right there on your fucking thing. Oh, well, I tried garage band. I tried garage band, but, but I, I gave up after a while. It was, I was had too many options. I was putting <laughs> timpani, I was putting timpani and glockenspiel tracks on sort of all, you know, it was meant to be a basic punk rock track. You know, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, yeah, no, the, the horizons were far too many for me. I wasn't able to be discriminatory. I, I think it was Marky e. Smith who said, uh, your granny on Glockenspiel and, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's still the fall. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Everybody's the fall, right? 
your granny yeah, on yeah, bongos. Yeah, yeah. Just as long as yeah, he's as he's given the orders, well, he, to, I he guess. Had some, he had some great bad, I was just reading actually from that DJ in Britain, Mark Riley, who's Oh yeah, just yeah, I've been on his show. Yeah, but he's they dropped his show. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's a real um it's a real hammer blow for sort of independent Absolutely. outlets and everything. It's it's really um struck the uh yeah, the indie scene big time. That's but, um, fucked up. When did this this just happen? How many good versions of the fall there were before Marky Smith split them up and wrecked it because he wanted to control it. So, right. yeah, because he was first the bass man, then he came in as a guitar man, and I was yeah. on the show yeah. four or five times playing live and everything. Mark was yeah. so kind yeah. to me. Got, I'm, I'm Mark Riley. Marky Smith, I never got to meet, <laughs> but right, right. <laughs> I guess they punched each other up in uh, Australia. He was telling me yeah, that time. story. That yeah, story. Right. You know, Mark's a big chap, so I imagine he won. To be honest, not <laughs> Riley, that is. Yeah, 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 he is. He is big guy. Uh, and he played, yeah, yeah. He, I remember one time I came to the studio. He just got done playing tennis and shit. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I used to do all that. Right. I, right. He, he used to play squash as well. I used to play squash. I thought that at some point we'd have a game, but you know, the business side of things got in the way. <laughs> what was the first song you recorded for this album? Um. Well, we did all the backing tracks in about two or three days. So. Oh, it was a big batch. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. In fact, no, that's good. That um, "Ignite Me" was the first one. The the, first, the the track that actually comes first on the album. Sure, so, I'm gonna play that in the third hour though because I fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> one I tried to get you to play six string on, and you thought I meant six string bass. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to go all fusion on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play the plain craftwork in the coffee shop. What a title.
was the only life I know. Tell me where will I go? Tell me where will I go? Hello, people, hello. If you see me on this road, come say hello. Please say hello. Cause I'm lost out on this road. For I am just a visitor in this land.
a car wash. I guess I don't really care. People on the road throw a hard glare, but my wheels still get me there. Got a crack running half across the windshield. I think it has character. Shiny beamer in the lane holds a rich man. Says that he's in love with her.
Pedro Show, that Chucky Music star off with Gary Sager from his brand new record. And they're playing Kraftwerk in the shop, and I, in the coffee shop. And I found out the MO behind it, people. It's gulag genre. Or genre <laughs> gulag. Yeah, having to not That's being able to deal with. I've never, never heard somebody encapsulate the whole concept as well as that gulag <laughs> genre. Fantastic. <laughs> this idea. Some marketing man, right? The dilemma of selling some products. So he comes up with this shortcut on the truth. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what it's like before you even hear it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's, you know, then you cut off other things, you know. Totally. It was a total fucking yeah. nightmare. <laughs> you know, that shows you this convenience, short-term, nearsighted, myopic convenience. Yeah. It's going to doom you, people. Us. Yeah. It's going to doom us. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so let, let me right. say the other songs. Pelican Man, this is part nine of Plant Chernobyl. Me and Petra Hayden did an opera with uh, Charlie Plymouth's libretto. Uh, Doug Wimbish, his solo, you know, he's got a solo record I never knew about. I just saw a, a, a YouTube.com video of him with, I guess, early mafia, and he's wearing some kind of thing on his starboard hand, the plucking hand. Like, right. Yeah, that's such a trip, and he's playing like a monster, man. That guy, beautiful. Anyway, this is B- Bedwood. Wolf Eye's got a new uh, album, and this is the Museums We Carry. Laura Steenberg, Heather Lockie with Aragon Mill, Jeb Lloyd Nichols. I'm just visitor. Brand new from Model Home, Wings on Fire. Bombas Prendon, a Lunar Equation. Old Californio. I say that too. Gary Lee Connor. He just lost his brother. Man, Kingdom of Purple Streetlight. I took those guys on the first two tours. They had two big men. <laughs> and finally, Gary Sager, Guru Lover. Guru Lover. Guru Lover, yeah. <laughs> when, when, do, when, when do the titles come, like we were saying, you know, about the Kraftwerk trip? Um, and do they come at the end or be, beginning or in the middle? And... I don't know. They... Um... Guru Lover came out actually after I'd got the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, that came afterwards. But um, they're playing Kraftwerk came first. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that came first. And then I built the song around. Right, built like if you got the title, then everything can, you know, be rallied of, aid and abet. Yeah. Yeah, okay. well, I, I've always sort of been, you know, right from things like Rip Rig and Panic, I've always yeah. been a great man for titles and, 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 uh, you know, always got me that sort of some people were incredibly lazy with their titles 
you know, obviously if you haven't got much in the lyrics. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the laziest title is The Germs. The other newest one, they had two new songs, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck. Okay, we're going to call it the other newest one. You had a great title on that first Rip Rig Panic album, uh, Knee Deep in Shit. Yeah, yeah, that was one of mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah and it's yeah. a great fucking tune. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's, that's real um, punk funk, that is. Yeah, the, absolutely. Uh, getting to the gulag. That's really the, um, you know, <laughs> that, that's what I would say, punk funk. If you had to ask somebody what punk funk sounded like, I would say that was the uh, ultimate track for that. Yeah, yeah, and I was very pleased with that. And in fact, saxophone player on that is the saxophone player on the um, album that you helped me get um, published. Uh, the uh, Ghost Trance Lamentations. Oh, wow. Uh, you mean, because I know you played sax too, though. Yeah, no, but he really plays sax. I just make sax. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that guy, that guy, Flat, he's called Dave Flashman Wright. Yeah, right. And he can really, really play. No, no. Or like I'm they used to say in the old I, I think they used to say in the old day, he can blow. Yes, yeah, he can blow. He like Ig like says to Brother Steve on Funhouse, Steve, blow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I never knew what that was that he said. Oh, okay. It's been known now. <laughs> it was like one of my favorite <laughs> lyrics ever. Huh? You I must saw... have done a lot of gigs with Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 100, uh, 125 months I got to serve with I him. I on all of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw uh, Ig last week with this, uh, let's see, oh, I didn't know, oh, I knew Chad, uh, the, he's got the chili pepper guy was on the drums, but I didn't know the rest of the people in the band. But Ig was so great, and he just turned 76, and kicking wow. like Cato. Yeah, much, big inspiration to us, huh? Look, we're already at the end of the fucking first hour, May 13, 2023, special guest, Gareth Sager, people, hold tight for hour two! May 13, 2023, second hour, Watt for Pedro Show.
Voltam ott már, voltam én. Voltam ott már, voltam én. Otthon, de máshol is jártam még. Otthon, de máshol is jártam még. De otthon zöldebbek a fák. De otthon zöldebbek a fák. Csak sajnos más miatt is jöttem el. Csak sajnos más miatt is Úgy jöttem el. A nyelven három fele Háromszor tudok érezni. Háromszor jövök össze.
Watt for Pedro Show. Started the second hour off. Gary Sager's brand new album. Tune called Jack Data Dracula. Then we had Dave Lombardo with the drum solo thing he did in 2016. But he's got a solo record that's fucking happening. This guy, incredible drummer, man. Uh, the Drift Institute with Police Everywhere. After that, Adele Mead with uh, Hamazora Yavorek. Oh, S is a, yeah, my Slovak ain't so good. I'm so sorry. I, I butcher another language, even the Queen's language. Gary Sager, cold, cold chili. Sometimes cold chili tastes good. <laughs> Still, if you got enough fucking chilies in it, then uh, that's trippy how chili can also mean kind of cold, right? Yes, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. So what? What about for, with writing lyrics? Do you get into the irony thing? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I try. I mean, irony is a, is is kind of cheap if it's not done done well. It's a, it's an easy cheap shot. So um. You know, I try to sort of not keep keep um. Cold, cold, chill in the air. That one is. Yeah. 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 Um. You've got to watch it with irony, I think, because, you know, you've got lots of British singers that have always used a lot of irony in their lyrics. And, you know, it seems, uh, as I said, a, a little bit too easy. So, yeah, you take sort of. I've, I've said to other people, you take the K out of punk and you get pun rock. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or even. Some might, well, well, might like, some might even say worse. You know, Jack Dracula, um, that one, that was, was meant to be handsome Jack Dracula uh, data. Uh, but um, I took the handsome away from it because uh, it just seemed too much of a mouthful. But, <laughs> <laughs> but really, that, that is about data theft and, um, you know, being able to the new world of you've got to have your, you know, information is absolutely everywhere you go and you can't get free of it. Uh, and, you know, how our children are going to deal with that, I have absolutely no idea because you just literally, you know, you're going to go through passport control and they're going to know your shoe size, let alone your sort of, you know, political inclination. Right. Milan Kundera had this book called Immortality where, you know, yeah, he just wishes not to be. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, you know, with zero reasons to living as the pop group first single one yeah. said, you know, it's, 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 that can be taken as either nihilistic or just accepting of how life really is, you know. Um, you know, we're here to go, as, 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 as William Burroughs would say. Right. So um, I, I I don't know. I would say that um, live life as uh, you know as as good as you can, really. Like like you you were, uh, yeah, Tiny Mary with the bolero to go. <laughs> <laughs>
negative stuff going on on this album and um, finishing on a positive instrumental seemed to let everybody know that not everything is um, hellbound in a you know a cart so uh, and are you thinking of Ravel's Bolero? Um, I just just put in a Bolero because it's a type of tune it's not it's not the it's not the rhythm that the tunes played in um because I always remember that great uh, Jeff Beck, Beck's Bolero. Absolute, absolute. That, you know, and um, I suppose it's just a little reference to that because that was an instrumental that I really enjoyed when I was a kid. And he, he was quite a guitar man. He certainly <laughs> yeah. can, can, can you remember the moment you met Mark Stewart? Um, I can't remember the moment, but... Um, we were 14 uh, and we used to go to the same sort of gigs and there was two schools in Bristol and there was a gang in our school and there was a gang in his school and we used to go to the same gigs. We used to go and see things like Dr. Feelgood um, and uh, David Bowie and um, those would be the gigs that we would like to go to uh, when we were that sort of age. And then as uh, Punk Rock came up, these friends of ours, the Cortinas, made a band and the lead singer from, was from my school and the guitarist was from Mark's school. So we started hanging out together then, going to see their band, the Cortinas, um, who were original punk band. Um, I don't know if you know any of their stuff. Yeah, 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 I remember. And I remember the Cortina, Ford made it for England Market. Yeah, yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> exactly, that's what the car was. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a forerunner of the Smiths, really, using a very common name yeah. for the uh, name of the band. But uh, so me and Mark went up with Bruce Smith. Um, his Bruce's mother drove us up to the Roxy Club, the ultimate punk rock club in London in 1977. And we were going to see the Cortinas, and we decided that day that we were going to start our band called the Pop Group. Um, although I could just about play the guitar, Bruce could just about play the drums, and we had no clue if Mark could sing. Uh, so as soon as we got back from that gig up in London, in Bristol, we did a rehearsal. Um, and I think we might have played I Want to Be Your Dog. Whoa. Three and a half hours. <laughs> I did that once. I, I answered an ad and, and did that once with some people in Hollywood. Look, you, you mentioned Dr. Feelgood. That guitar yeah. guy was fucking great. Well, Bronson became a good friend of mine. And I mean, that was one of those bizarre things in life that as a 14-year-old, I was sat in the crowd looking up at this amazing, amazing performer. And... Um, you know, 15 years later, I'm in the same room as him, laughing my head off about the latest terrible record that Bob Geldof's put out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wilco Johnson. Yeah, but he, he had, really he had some bearing on your style, huh? Uh, maybe a little bit? Yes, know. yeah, yes, okay. yeah, most definitely, most definitely. He was he was a big influence. Because I remember when D. Boone found out, me and him found out about Wilco Johnson, we were going... 
that's fucking the dude in the pop group. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that and trying to play like you know all the guitarists and James Brown, you know, yeah, but, right, Catfish uh, Collins, yeah, you know, and you know the, the pop group John Waddington, yeah, was another guitarist, and you know he he was a much more traditional guitarist, yeah, than more me. like an R and B guy, yeah. But yours yeah. was kind of like Wilco, that wild ass, a uh, lot of right hand. Versus yeah. like a left hand kind of tons of notes. It was more of good rhythm with the right hand. Yeah, well, that that that, that well, you know, the amazing thing with Wilco was he's left-handed. Yeah, and he played right-handed guitar. Yeah, so he, yeah. He had that incredible strong left hand for his rhythm. Uh, that's what made him so sort of powerful in that way. I, but, I will also say he had a trippy stage presence. <laughs> he was he was fantastic. You know, I mean, he was a speed freak. You know, so. Um, that, that 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 obviously influenced his. Yeah, performance. okay, and that that explains things because he would have like this stare, like it was not next week, but like next month. Well, he hadn't been asleep for about a month. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, because like yeah, the, the 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 crowd was like his man. He would put everybody in focus. He was he was he was a remarkable performer. He was yeah. a remarkable person. He was really really working class. But he had an absolute incredible academic brain on him. He'd read Milton's Paradise Lost, which is very long. He read oh, it yeah. in eight hours, and he could quote Shakespeare backwards. You know, he was he was a proper intellectual, yeah. but with a, this very very down to earth way of speaking. So some people were put off by that, but people that could see through that would realize what sort of. He was a genuine intellectual, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, there's not many people I would call that, you know. You know, I, Mark wasn't an intellectual. Uh, sure, sure. He was very bright, but not intellectual. So, um, you know, but Wilco Johnson was, you know. And he ended up an actor a little bit, right? He did a bit of acting, you know. <laughs> that, you know, but but they, they, if you notice his part, he's mute. No, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen well, it, but well, I, I read about it. Me accent. They didn't want to hear it. Okay. 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 <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the second hour, May 13, 2023. This what Peter's special guest, Gareth Sager. Hold tight. Hour three. Yeah, May no, 13, 2023. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Started the third hour off. Gareth Sager, brand new album, and this is Friendly Fire. Then I found something from 2016. This is when the pop group got back together. And uh, yeah, Dennis Bavel with you. I guess he was mixing the, the gigs instead of yeah. Adrian. And this was Thief of Fire in Berlin on December 1st, 2016. Wow. And it's trippy. There's no rhythm guitar. Uh-huh. And is it, and who's on drums? Is it Bruce? You know, it's his friend of this. this okay, I thought Ghost. it wasn't Bruce because the style ain't like him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the Holy Ghost drummer, Ian Holford. Okay, he, I mean, he's good, but I, I, I just, I, it was just a wild-ass guess. You know, I saw Bruce a couple months ago. I was helping these guys practice up in Hollywood, and he was practicing with Public Image. Well, that's, that's who he's played with for about the last 25 years or something. 25, whoa, okay. Well, the only Bruce thing new is me with, finding Bruce out about it. The dropper in public image for a really long time. You know, the first time I saw him play live, he was helping Slits. He was at the yes, whiskey. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that would be in 1980 or right. 81. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy who did the album Budgie, he couldn't make the tour, so he did it. He was great. He's great. They both. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did we did tours where I played with the Slits as well. Oh. By the pop group and the Slits played together, and. Um, Bruce drummed with both of us. Whoa. You know, yeah. Double hard duty. His work. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, especially for drummer men. Diane yeah. Marie Clover after that with Depart. Arabia Saudada. This is a new album. These cats are out of Milano, but they all the songs are named after South American countries. So this is Paraguay. Well, Vitor, after that, I'm going to take you down. And finally, Gary Sager clapped out on Cricklewood Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. Now, clap is an old word here for gonorrhea. Well, well, well clap <laughs> means you're totally fucked, basically. Okay, well, kind of like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, Cricklewood Broadway is a very um, grim part of London town. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and the story takes you back down Cricklewood Broadway, down Shoot Up Hill, which is actually the name of a place in Kilburn, and takes you down, the story takes you down to Kilburn High Road, where it's um, just full of crazy, a crazy mix of everything. Now, you uh, wouldn't say it's a ver- your version of Ichiku Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. I, I like that to- bass guy, that guy, uh, Denny Lane, huh? Rodding Lane, Rodding Lane, yeah. Rodding Lane, I'm sorry. Rodding Lane, him. incredible bass man. I- I saw the faces and I saw the wings. Wings first ever gig. That's Danny that's Danny Lane. Lane. <laughs> that's Danny Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who's what a big Wings doing? fan is Jim O'Rourke. Jim oh really? Yeah, he really? loves I was Wings. A, I, was a, I was a big fan. I was a big fan of Ronnie Lane. Ronnie yeah. Lane's song "Debris" is absolutely beautiful. He's yeah. a brilliant bass player. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Danny Lane, just very unusual kind of guy. The way where he played, put his holes in the licks. You know, it was just really interesting. Well, and and he worked, I thought, because I didn't like Kenny Jones with who, but Kenny Jones with Ronnie Lane, real good. Yeah, no, 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 great. But Denny Lane, his, his wife, I ended up making an album in Boston once with this band of mine called Head. Yeah. And his wife was the cleaner of the studio, Denny Lane's ex-wife. And the guy in the scummiest studio in the, in the complex was Jimmy Miller. He was so down on his cups. Yeah, that he 
he was um, working in this studio. It was but, his version uh, of Cricklewood Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about this one here? Getting yourself a life boy. Life buoy. Life buoy. That 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 that's um, my friend Jock Scott, who's part. You know, I'm using the voice of somebody that's deceased on that. So um, that's that's a bit risky, but uh, he um, he died a few, couple of years ago, and I uh, had recordings of me and him, and um, you know, it was. In fact, in that line, he said he talks about going to a party with Nick Cave yeah. and leaving his swimming trunks at the party. <laughs> you know, I heard was a volunteer uh, rescue guy at sea was the singer of uh, Crass, Steve Ignorant. Oh, really? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they they, they were very, um, very community-minded guys. So, uh, <laughs> I think he's still, he's rescuing people on boats now. All right, let, well, that's listen. pretty impressive, especially... Uh, Especially with what's going on in this country now. Oh, yeah, yeah, big time. That's the sailor's cry. Ship ahoy!
I got a woman in a bottle. She comes out when I rub. I got a woman in a bottle. That's how I have my fun. I got a woman in a bottle. Found her at the thrift store. I got a woman in a bottle. Now I ain't lonely anymore. I dream a genie. It's funny, but it's true. I dream a genie. How about you? Got the seven veils. I got a woman in a bottle. She puts the wind into my sails. I got a woman in a bottle. I keep her in a drawer. I got a woman in a bottle. And I ain't bored no more. I dream a genie. It's crazy, but it's true. I dream a genie. I hope she dreams of me too. I got a woman in a bottle. She makes my wishes all come true. I got a woman in a bottle. And I'm no longer blue. I got a woman in a bottle. She comes out when I rub. I got a woman in a bottle. That's how I have my fun. I dream a genie. It's sad, but it's true. I dream a genie. I know that you do too.
Last music for this edition. That chunk star of Gary Sager doing Get Yourself a Life Buoy. Life Boy. Life Boy. Yeah, because, yeah, Life Boy. Life Boy. Mitsutama Shobodan after that. Red petals full of in the sky. Mitsutama Shobodan is like the polka dot fire brigade, if you want to use Queen's language. Noisuke after that with Janine. Ben Shemi with Departure. Curse Alono with Five Miles. And finally, what you were talking about at the beginning of the show, you with Mark Stewart and Lee Ronaldo at the Cube Cinema in Bristol just from November. I found it on YouTube.com. It ain't the whole thing. It's just a chunk. And tell me about that gig. What what was it about? Well, Mark phoned me up and said uh, there was this improvised gig, which obviously is easy for me to do, but much harder for him. Um, uh, and uh, he said that Lee Ronaldo that I'd never met, but we pop group have played a couple of gigs with Sonic U. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it seemed a sort of good vibe. The Cube is a great place in Bristol. It's a great little old cinema. Um, I've played it a few times with a few things I've done, and uh, I thought it sounded good, but I was a bit concerned for Mark because he thinks he can't, although he improvises all the time when he sings, he doesn't think he can improvise, didn't think he could improvise. Um, And uh, anyway, when we got there, there was about eight other musicians. There was a harp player. I don't know. I don't know what this this, um, segment has in it, but um, to support Mark at the beginning, I played a couple of pop group tunes. I played, uh, don't sell your dreams and uh, a part of words disobey me that gave him something to sing against that he was used to singing against. Well, the so, chunk, what uh, they got you doing uh, is you you playing piano, and I can't really I know those two songs from the first album, but I I, right. I don't know. If, and Lee's making some kind of feedback noise with his guitar. Well, that might be me. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know Lee Ronaldo. This is him. I can see his face, <laughs> and I see you sitting at the piano. Then I see somebody in the back. There's another guitarist. There's a, oh, it's a, a not lady the piano. I played guitar that night. Okay, then that must be you. Who's on the piano? I thought some that other was guy. you. Some okay, and some ladies on bass. There's two people on bass. Um, a girl on bass. I mean, I didn't know that, you know, it's one of those gigs you turn up, you get introduced to eight people in the first <laughs> seconds. You know, I didn't remember. Um, 
I don't remember anybody. Really. Is it the last time you got to play with Mark? That was Mark's last ever gig. That was Mark's last ever gig. Uh, so, um, yeah, no, it's interesting that it's been recorded. Yeah. Uh, how long was it? Because I only got like four and a half minutes. Um, well, Mark, Mark did a pretty crazy Mark performance, let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> he was sort of... Um, he was slagging off all the musicians while he was on stage. Uh, oh, like uh, a Marky Stewart thing. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Very much like Marky Smith. Yeah, Marky yes, Smith, yeah, yeah. that's his name. But in his own way. Um, <laughs> I he, think he he'd go over. Big, I think uh, he'd go over and turn knobs. That's what Mark Riley told me. He said he liked yeah, to. He, did. he used to turn the knobs down. Uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Stewart wasn't doing that, but he was. Uh, but uh, I don't know how these younger kids dealt with it. You know. <laughs> Lee was absolutely fine with it. Lee fine did it. Something yeah. to play off against. Um, so yeah, no, no, it was it was an, an interesting gig for his last ever gig. So um, amazing that it was all been recorded, and I'm sure it will all come out at some time, at some point. And, and what's your plan? Are you going to tour this album? Um, well, it's too. You know, I'm I'm not able like you to get jump in a van and and, and just. Off, you know, the, the hungry ghosts are um, properly employed human beings that uh, can't get off their asses and go out and rock. I'm afraid, you know, they've got day jobs, you know, rightly so. So, um, you know, I did a few little gigs. We've got a couple coming up, but um, I think it's just too impossible to sort of go out and promote it uh, in a proper, pro proper way like you do. You know, get out there and what was it, fifty-eight gigs in sixty-one days? <laughs> it's coming up, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. You know? When you ain't playing, you're paying. I think the vaudeville people invented that. <laughs> well, somebody invented. Well, and, and twice a day as well back in those days. Oh yeah, it? oh yeah. Fuck you, Miles. Talking five sets right a night. <laughs> Motherfucker. You know, so buying those drinks, walk, end up walking the bar, right? Can you imagine John Coltrane walking the fucking bar? Yeah, Still blows yeah. my mind. So, so are you planning on some new music coming up? Well, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, um, I've got a couple of funerals to get through. I've been asked to play at one of those. Um, so that's a that's a different kind of gig. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, no. I've got I've got something on the back burner that's. A little bit complicated, um, and I'll have to see if I can get it recorded. Because, of course, for me, there's still, you know, difficulty getting the money to get recorded is still a real um, hassle. You know, with that... the amazing support of people like you that play my stuff, yeah. um, Aunt Riley, uh, it's still hard to get the money to actually record. And as I've told, as I've confessed. I can't do bedroom recordings. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I can't do that. Not yet. We don't know. Down the road. <laughs> and that's that. Then you can jam Econo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just look forward. I love this. This record's really fucking bitching. I, I can't well, wait to hear. Brilliant, Mike. You've been absolutely brilliant at the support you've given me. And it, it really helps me, you know, when you're thinking about recording stuff and you're thinking about who's going to listen, who's going to care, yeah. it's always brilliant to know there's people out there. Oh, yeah. It makes all the difference, you know. First listen. 
I got a million ideas to write my own songs off it. And, you know, and that is the greatest gift a music cat can give to another one. Inspiration. So thank you so much, Brother Gareth. Brilliant. Okay. And as soon as you want to be on the show again, please come bring. (laughs) I will be most definitely back whenever you want, mate. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. People, it's been May 13, 2023. Edition Wapito. So keep your powder dry.